today. All right, let's get into this word. So we've been talking about how to elevate from behind the scenes, right? And um, we, we opened up with just the reality of being prepared for purpose. You know, we use Galatians 4, 1 and 2, which is the found, one of our foundational scriptures besides Romans 8, 17 for the heirs, Christians in the church. You know, the heir differeth, uh, King James Version, nothing from the servant as long as he's a child, but is under tutors and governors until the appointed time of the father, right? He's under preparation until it's time for purpose. Now, the tough thing about that is, you know, sometimes preparation is hard, sometimes preparation is difficult, but sometimes we tell ourselves, well, that's enough. Because that's enough means I, this is all I can stand. But if we were looking at what God was preparing us for, we was like, hey, hey, I need more, right? Because you, you, you don't want to visit your dream. Like you want to live there and build and grow and reproduce. You don't want to just obtain. You want to maintain and reproduce from there, right? And so if we, if we can look through the lenses of God and spending our time with God, as Pastor Mel was talking about earlier today, being in his presence, right, then we can actually embrace the preparation for purpose and not measure it, not, not, not go in with ourselves saying, are we there yet? No, I'm just going to dive and bury myself in and I'm going to wake up and be resurrected in the purpose, right? So we talked about preparation for purpose. We won't, we won't get too deep into that. Then we said, uh, are we showing up to climb Patient Mountain or hurrying through the Valley of Compromise? So are we showing up to climb Patient Mountain? This is it's a, you know, that patience have its perfect work, that you'll be perfect and entire, lacking nothing, was what it says in um, uh, James, right? Or are we trying to hurry through the Valley of Compromise? I see the mountain, and there's got to be another easier way. Yeah, but there's something I was learning about climbing mountains, every level prepares you for the next level. Because what it does is it does something, it, it, it equips your, your lungs to handle the next altitude. So if somebody just takes you and snatches you up to the top of the mountain, you might suffocate and die. Because your lungs were, haven't gone through the different stages to be ready for each level. So now you're going to shock your lungs by being at a high level that you didn't even go through the process to be able to handle and be prepared for, right? All right, so then we, so we also talked about this, and uh, we, we actually spent some time Bible study fellowship on Friday going over it. Uh, can you hear God, right? Can you hear God? So, so, so I'm behind the scenes, and so to know when to move, to know when to make statements, to know what to embrace, to know when it's finished or when I've, I got to be able to hear God. Right, I got to lock in to hear God, and we talked about even through the Word is one of the ways we hear God. Uh, uh, Friday we was talking about we know uh, God has supernaturally showed up audibly, and in, in, in of course in Bible times and in people's lives we haven't heard the thundering voice of God. Uh, anybody heard th thundering voice of God like specifically this week? All right, so but the Scripture says uh, he wasn't in <laughs> he wasn't in the earthquake, he wasn't in the storm, right? but in a still, small voice. Now, the interesting thing about a still, small voice is it's not competing with any other voices. Amen. That still, small voice is saying, I'm value enough. So what it's saying is, I said what I have to say, you can choose to listen. Amen. Right? I said, no, nah, I'm just communicating. No, the, the still, small voice don't stick their chest out, don't have to cuss, swear, nothing, doesn't have to get hyped. 
The, the value is in the content of what's being communicated, not in the, the boisterous way it's being shared. Right? No hype involved, right? Because the hype could be a distraction. The attitude could be intimidating, right? So it's still in the small because it's saying, hey, I demand your attention. You got to shut down all the noise to hear me, right? You have to, what we talk about at this church a lot, hearken, right? Listen with the intent to obey, right? And so, so, so can we hear God? Now, of course, you know, you spend time in his word. That's a way to confirm that that was God, right? You come in the house, the man of God communicates something. I'm just the signs on the road. You already knew you was going. You guys travel from Atlanta, right? Greenville. All right, so we'll go. And both of them, y'all on the freeway, y'all know where y'all going, right? GPS is telling you that you're going there, right? Remove those green signs off the highway. Just pretend they ain't there. You're going to be tempted to what? Did I miss the exit or... Because you're talking, right? You know, you guys are rolling together, so I'm sure y'all had some conversation, right? Right? You know, you're smiling, so I guess it was good conversation, right? Right? All right, so, so you're having a conversation, so you can easily miss, okay, oh, oh, hey, whoa, 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 where we at? Where we at? Right? Or you can daydream, right? Where we at? Where we at? Right? But when you see that green sign, you go, it confirms I'm going in the right direction. That's, that's all we are as pastors. We're the green sign. Right? But you, you better have had some time when you heard from God, right? And then if, if, you heard, if God told you something and you come in here and I say what God told you, like somebody was saying the other day, what you going to say? Now, I know that's God. Does that make sense? All right, so can you hear God? We don't want to get into that. That's, that's a review. And then the other thing is, will you trust God to see it through? Will you trust God to see it through? So, so a lot of us may... Embrace, I need to prepare for purpose. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go through patient mountain. So you're on the mountain. You didn't sneak down to the valley. You're actually on the mountain. While you're on the mountain, you're tuning in to hear from God. Right? But, but, but there's always tests along the way. Are you going to trust God to see it through? Yes. Or are you going to, what's this right here? Oh, no, surely this means I don't have to continue this process, right? Surely I'm uncomfortable, so that means I can change, right? Amen. No, 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 what did God tell you? Right? So remember uh, uh, Jesus said, hey, hey, fellas, you know what? I see I'm busy healing these folks. And I didn't realize so many people that the adversary has been infirming. I can stay in this town and keep healing all these people day after day after day. This is the fruit of what the devil's done. I need to get it at the root. Hey, let's go to the other side. So he's saying, let's go to the region where the headquarters of this demonic activity is. Now, I, I need to get it at the root. I need to get it where, where, where the top level activity is. These little small demons ain't nothing. Now, so he said, let's go to the other side. They get in the boat and a storm comes. Then Jesus said, let's go to the other side. But if there's a storm, hey, shift that sail and turn around. No. He said, let's go to the other side. So while he's sleep on the boat, they're going, don't you care that we perish? Don't you care that I told you let's go to the other side? Like what he's saying is, what did I tell you? 
Storms don't make a difference. When you see the storm, you're like, that's cute. Well, Jesus said, let's go to this side. So I'm sure he considered the storm in his communication. What God gave you, he considered all the hurdles when he told you to go. When he told you to make the move, he considered everything coming at you. You just got to keep moving forward to see how it works out for your good. Because he says all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to and harmony with his purpose. Right? All right, so, so when you trust God to see it through, right? And we, we spend some time talking about sometimes when we're behind the scenes, we don't want to see through the process because we, we want to visit uh, private victory. We don't want to live there and then complete it because we want to jump out and be seen. You know, like, you know, that's our thing, you know. I, so, so we traveling, you know, we rolling, uh, all right, I'm going to use you. Don't mess this up. Nah, no pressure. So, so, so I got him with me, and I'm like, yo, we got to get to here. But they looking for us. But we got to slip through to purpose on the other side, all right? All right, so let's go. Now you got to get down now, all right? Stay down, stay down. All right, all right so let's go, let's go. So, so, so now Isaac, he done left some things, Right? Now, he's trusting me to get to purpose, but he's wondering, did I miss out? So, so while we going, we down, he decides to look. He, he took, he taken out. Because <laughs> they, they can see him. You know what I'm saying? You got to see. This is what we doing. We supposed to be stealth. Like, we supposed to be behind the scenes, Right? We behind the scenes. Hey, just stay behind the scenes. I'll tell you, I got you covered. I'm going to take care of you. You said you're going to what? <laughs> right? Like, like, what, like, what are we doing? Trust God to finish it through. That was David. Remember, he, a private victory. He tending sheep. He's the next king. He playing a harp. He's the next king. What I love about David, it wasn't about the fellas. It wasn't about looking good. He wasn't trying to create his own uh, brand. He trusted God's brand that he already had for him. Right? See, because the, his hands doing his brand brings him from behind the scenes too soon. Right? Oh, okay. So that goes over real well. I know y'all are excited about that and living as patient as you can. So we talked about that pro- private... Uh, victory, right? Uh, private victory, that assists us in getting to the public pl- platform. And so, so this is the thing. While we're traveling behind the scenes, each stage has a step of obedience. So we don't want to get stuck in the wilderness. The wilderness is, is, a, is a visit. It's not where you live. It's supposed to be a visit. Now, the interesting thing, the children of Israel had 11-day journey, right? Mm-hmm. They were in there for 40 years. Yeah. Now, I, I always think about when you're pregnant with something. If, if you're not obedient the whole time, you can be in that, in that womb too long. You could be in that matrix. You know, womb is matrix. You could be in that matrix too long. And, and you know, of course, I haven't had children. Uh, you know, I haven't. Children haven't birthed out of me, right? Obviously, you have a son. 
<laughs> but, but my point is, we have a son. Yeah, I keep like, like it's mine only. He's mine only. So, but the point is, if that baby stay in the womb too long, the mother and the child could die. So if you sit on your uh, being obedient too long, your dream could die. Right? So, so, so it's, it's important. So Deuteronomy 8.2, there's a purpose in this process of being behind the scenes or being in the wilderness. The wilderness has a purpose. Now, Deuteronomy 8.2, I'm just going to... Uh, uh, quote it for right now, just for the sake of time. It says, I've, I've, I've brought you through the wilderness to number one, humble you. Mm-hmm. I saw humility uh, is em- to empty self, mm-hmm. empty of self. Like, like uh, the argument you just had the other day, uh, I was going to say the other day, I'm going to be yesterday, the argument you had yesterday. Was self anywhere in the vicinity? You don't have to answer that question. I already know yes. All right, so you could flow better in your exchange if you get rid of self, right? If it's not about you, if you're really trying to understand uh, more than trying to uh, force your will and stuff like that, okay? All right, so, so the wilderness, number one, humble you empty of self, right? That's what humility is. It says to prove you, test you. Then it goes to say, so you would know what's in your heart, whether you would keep my commandments or not. So what he's saying is the children of Israel were delivered. The bondage, they're not, they're not bound no more. They're not bound physically, but they were still bound in here. So he says, I'm going to take you in the wilderness to flush out the bondage in your mind. Because if you take that to the promised land, You'll be, you'll, you'll be free living bound. You'll be prosperous living bound, right? You'll be carrying around what happened to you at every level of your life. And so you won't be able to, you, you, ever, you ever cross over, look like something's about to happen, and immediately you go back to something that happened to you? Almost like, do you deserve this? Well, because I messed up like that, mm-hmm. you know, I probably don't, de- you know, this is probably all going to mess up anyway. You know, how, you know, we call it self-destruction. You ever messed up a relationship? Oh, yeah. Look, look, I, I was going to say you don't have to put your hands up, but I got you. <laughs> right? Right? You know, you, self, you know, sabotage. You know, mess up an opportunity or job. You know, sabotage. Right? All right. So, humble you to prove you so you would know it's in your heart where you keep his commandments or not. Because most of us say, Lord, once you bless me. Oh, man, I'm going to just give my whole life to you, Lord. Just once you bless me. And, you know, I can see God saying, yeah, sure you will. And so instead of going through all this, figuring it out, I'll put you in the wilderness. Because if you pass the wilderness test, who, who, you be, who you are in the wilderness is who you're going to be in prosperity. You ain't got no time for me now. You ain't going to have no time for me with all that stuff I'm going to give you. But if I'm your default, I'll be your default at, on the top of the mountain. If I'm your default in the valley, I'll be your default on the top of the mountain. But if I'm just a consideration now, you want me to, you want me to endorse me being an option. You want me to fund that. 
I'm going to come on, Lord, and say, like, <laughs> the Lord won't say it, but if I was the Lord, you got me twisted. <laughs> you must don't know, right? The Bible says God's not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that he shall reap. Right? All right, so, so don't get stuck in the wilderness of impatience, unfaithfulness, pride, props, and disobedience. Please don't, right? You know, Scripture talks about being faithful in another man's, and God will give you your own. And most of the time, uh, most of the time we don't know and can't really operate in this faithfulness uh, or, or all the way go through because we're, we, we involve self too much. Like, we, it's hard for us to abandon self. You know, we were talking about this in uh, Bible school yesterday. You know, well, suppose somebody's going to, like, uh, you know, you know how cults, you know, people, you know, cults control your mind. People control your mind, you know. And, and the thing is, but, but if we talk about those other stages and get into a point in that stage where you hear from God, by the time you get to this stage, you're listening to God through the whole thing. So it's all about being obedient to God. Ain't that right? So it doesn't make a difference. Like, people can do what they want to. Listen, because, you know, we, we was at a church for 18 years, and, and we probably gave, not probably, we gave enough to pay off our house three times over, right? And, and, and so uh, just, we'll just say circumstances, emotions, whatever, uh, the end wasn't how we thought it was going to be. Uh, and we've had conversations, just had a conversation the other week. We good. Everybody's fine, right? But guess what? Like, you know why we didn't walk around mad? Because we was obedient. You know why we went, man, I can't believe, man, man, that ain't fair. You know why we didn't do all that? Because we still was with God. See, so that, that, man, play me. No, no, no. Know why we didn't think we got played? Because we, God. Like, we're carrying around they got over when we could get over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we're so busy. I can't believe they did that. Like, you got God. He works that thing out for your good. But you carrying around. Mm-hmm. I ain't the one. Yes, you are the one. <laughs> I was the one, too. Accept it. Accept that you got played and let God resurrect you from there. Amen. Don't be in denial. Amen. You ain't punishing them because they ain't thinking about you. Amen. I'm not putting you down. You're worth thinking about. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> what I'm saying is they don't see your worth. That ain't your fault, but it is your responsibility. Amen. <laughs> So we served in the ministry for 18 years. Um, so we've had time to see the true results of a lot of choices. Um, we've seen people mimic situations. They just mimic, mimic for years. And then it failed later. Some, we saw people not hang around to see the fruit. Right? Uh, we... Uh, we saw some didn't dig deep enough to experience the genuine impact of what God wants to do, right? A lot of times we'll say, 
I've experienced this. I've done that. Have you really? You know how you say, I read that book? I dare you to go back and read it again. I guarantee you, you'll get 80% more than you got the first time. You don't miss 80% of information walking around talking about I read the book. I don't even think you read a book until you probably read it seven, eight times. I'm just being, like, like we do these classes. Every time we go through the classes, I see something else. Every time. I taught spiritual authority probably 20 times, and I'm still getting stuff. Y'all think I'm talking about books. It's the same thing when you say, I, like, like when we got this check off. Yeah, I've, I've gone to school and <laughs> my erudite uh, self and, you know, my scholarly way of handling things and analyze the situations. I've come to the psychological conclusion that I'm probably the most smartest person in the room. Um, and if you don't believe me, look at my degrees. <laughs> and so, uh, because of my experience and background and, you know, uh, pedigree, I'm probably in a better position to talk right now. I don't listen to people because who, who knows what I know? Uh, who's been where I've been? Who's experienced the things that I've experienced? Uh, I am the all-wise person in the room right now, and go ahead, peasants, you can speak, but I'll wait till you finish so I can override you with all of my superior knowledge and thoughts. <laughs> yes, 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 I'm probably not going to learn nothing from this point because I think I know everything already. <laughs> I'm close to new information because I think all the information I have is enough. <laughs> I just walk around with a clipboard and make sure people conform to all the information I already have. And if they don't, I know how to sway them into my way of understanding so then I'm more valuable in their eyes than they really are to themselves. I've been doing this for years. I've mastered the art of creating a scenario and the narrative that makes me look good in the room. <laughs> that is so stupid. Dumb. But a lot of people do that. Every day you want to try, to try to find out what you don't know, not try to prove what you do. Because the reason why you're not where you are is not based, it's not based on what you know. It's what you don't. And guarantee you it's something in those blind spots you haven't seen. You don't believe me? Wake up. And you don't believe God thinks that? He says, he told Jesus told us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. That means we need nourishment of wisdom, insight, and direction that we, we haven't had before. Amen. It's set up where you're dependent on God, not on what you knew. Right. That, that old rhema, mm -hmm. that old manna, ain't going to be nourishment tomorrow. You know it's spoiled mm -hmm. the next day. We talked about that this week too, right? Amen. Um, so, so, <laughs> so, so, stop, don't just... Appreciate your experience, but don't lord it like, wear it like a badge, right? Because it's not what we've done. It's who we've done it with. See, sometimes we've actually invested all that time. We were sown our hearts in the soil. And so we reap a harvest of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. But you know what's dangerous? If you've invested the same amount of time and you sold your heart in the sand. 
take a, take a seed and sow it in the sand. You ain't getting no harvest. But we think our longevity and proximity and time of investment automatically approves us. No, it's where you sowed that seed. Right? Did you, did you hear what I said? Yes. Go and get you a palm tree seed and plant it in my hometown, North New Jersey. See if you get a tree. You can stay in North for 20 years looking at that ground. Palm tree ain't coming up out of there. It's not the climate. Scripture says be planted, they to be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in our courts. It ain't just any house. It's the house where you can flourish. But we, I see people all the time, yeah, we're thinking about going over here. And the first thing I'm thinking is, okay, have you surveyed the land to see if there's a church soil you can plant your seed in? They ain't even thinking about that. Yeah, no, over here, you know, because they make more money. The industry that I want to be in, how about the purpose industry? Let's start there. Because the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things be added unto them. Just, just, just something to think about. Okay, let's think about this. Now, because we're doing this behind the scenes. Think about this when you meet your new spouse, Right? Do you get partial love or full love? Sometimes we get partial love because of abuse. Somebody still carrying around abuse. So they're like, yeah, yeah, I, could I use us for this one? All right, so she said I was going to use it anyway. So we meet supernaturally. Y'all know the story, supernaturally. Shot goes through our arm, you know, at the altar. You know, we, so we meet and, you know, and, you know, I saw those, you know, those eyes like, like it's, it's all it's melting my heart. Right. And so, so we're, we're rolling. Hold on. Is that God might be calling? Is that, is that, is that, is that a revelation? Oh, okay. All right. Just making sure, man. Make sure I get all the information in. I don't know. It could be. So back to Back to my lovely wife. And, and uh, uh, I don't recommend this. Make sure it's God. This is situation was God. She kissed me first. We walking in the grocery store. It's one of your family members back there. You talk about all your children. That was Tiana. You talk to her later about that outburst. Right? <laughs> she said, what? Oh, that was Zame. Okay. I thought it was Tiana. What? <laughs> so, so, I ain't know. How about I watch what I say? Okay. But it's, huh? Yeah, thank you. We're too late. I already got that one out. So, I'm going to have to finish that part. <laughs> right? So, 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 but this is all special, right? It's all special. Well, we had this conversation because I had a history. I used to do uh, pharmaceutical things and consume them before we got together. She told me I had kids, so I just changed it up a little bit, right? So she, so, so she had went through an abusive relationship because of the pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> right? And so, so the fact that she knew I was in the pharmaceutical industry, uh, she was like, oh, no. Once you're in the pharmaceutical industry, you'll always be in the pharmaceutical industry. And I'm like, what is she talking about? Like, I'm done. You know, God delivered me. I'm done. You know, and so this is our first argument, right? 
And so what, what took place? Now, we supernaturally met. It was God. A shock went through my arm for me to even notice she was there. A shock went through her arm. We're at the altar. You can't make this up. At a church that I, I was visiting the church, dropping off a car, borrowing somebody's car. I wasn't even supposed to be in the, I already went to church. I was just in the parking lot. I said, well, you know, while I'm here, let me get another service. So I come in to the hallway and I was like, okay, I'll just wait till they're done. But then I heard the man of God talking about, uh, uh, you know, salvation. I said, well, let me just step in so I can be in that prayer. No, no, I'm not, I, I, let me tell the story. I know what I'm talking about. The first time I stepped in, he was talking about salvation. And so I got in that prayer. Then he did an altar call. He always here trying to tell the story. I'm the one that experienced it. <laughs> so, so then I said, well, let me get some of this prayer too. Now, uh, you can't make all this stuff up. And then it's, it wasn't enough room up, up, up front because it was at a high school. So it flooded into the aisle. So I'm four or five rows deep in the aisle. And then I couldn't. You know how we go like this, you know, we come in our little, I couldn't even do that. I'm sideways, you know, just getting prayer. Then a shot goes tomorrow, I looked up and I saw the back of a young lady's head. I didn't even see her face. You can't make this up. Supernatural. We have a conversation. Well, I, I just don't know, you know, you know, you, you, you're in the pharmaceutical industry. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Right. You know, I'm like, what is she talking about? Like, I'm on the other end of the phone, like, where is this supernatural special young lady that I was, like, who is this? It was like a whole nother person. And it's fire coming through the phone. I, I had to keep moving the phone. It was so hot. Right? She was like, she, she was hot, though. And because she was making her case to protect what she'd been through. And, and, and because I wasn't taking it serious, because I knew, listen, I, I don't know what you're talking about. The, the, don't put me in a category of dumb, is what I'm thinking. You know, because I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, nothing you said is Keith. There's nothing that came out your mouth that I'm going, yeah, I can understand. No, I can't understand because you didn't mention Keith. You talking about, right, we used to eat. I'd be like, hey, 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 it's Keith. I'm not, the, I'm not them. And even if we did something close You've never had an experience with Keith, ever in your life. You have no reference for Keith but Keith. But that wasn't the conversation. We're talking about, well, I'm gonna say, I was about to say the name. I was about to say the name. We're talking about somebody else and what they took her through. Y'all think I'm talking about our relationship, don't you? Y'all really do. I'm talking about all of what we do. We come to the kingdom like that. Yeah, you know, because the last church. Like, we sitting in the back with gifts, right? But, you know, I, I, I really served at the last church, you know what I'm saying? And they did me wrong. Like, with all due respect, so Pastor Mel is you that was at the church. I'm the new relationship. I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah, y'all know I'll be having that Newark face, right? Like, mm -hmm. now what does that got to do with doing something here? Mm -hmm. First of all, I can't even adjust things for the other relationship. You know why? I wasn't there. Like, I can't go, 
okay, based on what happened there before, babe, what we need to do is triangulate what happened there, overcompensate in this particular area, pad the stats here, and then now that balances out their experience. One, that's too much work. Two, that's one individual. Now somebody else is like, why are we doing that? Oh, my bad, didn't know that. Okay, babe, what we need to do is shift things up for that. Then we do that, and then this person over here, well, I don't understand why you're doing that. Then this person, that is called crazy and confusing. That's why pastors leave churches. How about we be obedient and you be obedient? Amen. How about that? It's a win-win. None of us bring our past because we actually went through hurt too at a church. Guess what? We still, we already told y'all can hurt us because we all in. But if we plan off of what happened to us, babe, 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 I don't know. The woods, you think, what do you think? I don't know, I don't know, babe. I mean, they seem like they cool, serving and all, you know what I'm saying? But babe, babe, you know what happened before. We got more options to, to have our, our, ourselves on guard. Y'all just dealing with us. I know you're dealing with the whole church, but you understand what I'm saying? We still here. Are we? So some people, somebody said I left. All right, Philippians 3. Don't take the pastor's word for it. It's in the book. Right? It's in the book. Because again, we're how to elevate behind the scenes. So we're behind the scenes. We're going through wilderness experience. It seems like there's a, there's, Steph, it seems like it's, it's a, unnecessary delay. But I learned this, and I actually learned this from our former pastor. His dad told him, if there's a delay, it's preparation. If something's being held up, God is preparing you to handle something that you're not ready for now. No, 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 no. If something's being held up, he's not saying you can't do it. He's saying you can't handle what's going to happen once you do it. Right? Let's leave it, leave it, leave it. It's good, it's good. I appreciate it. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Right, do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. He was trying to help with the phone. It's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's good. Why are you telling him, it's, it's okay, it's okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, you know you know why? Because I can do this. Yeah, I, have somebody come pick up your phone and you can pick up your phone. It ain't, it ain't heavy. But anyway, <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's just me, man. All right, anyway, so what I tell you go to Philippians 3? Yes. All right, so we'll start here at verse 8. Verse 7. It says, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. So remember we talked about the wilderness for, is for humility? Now, he didn't say what bad things. He said, whatever was gained, I counted lost for Christ because I'm empty of self now, right? Did it say bad things there? What things mean everything? It says, yea, doubtless, without any reservation, and I count, look, so he says, yea, doubtless is after he said, I'm counting them lost for Christ. He said, yeah, without a doubt. You know, I bring it to us, right? He was like, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> he says, and I count all things, just in case we got it twisted, but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of, G- of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered. Look, 
allowed, or we talked about restraint, retaliation, the loss of all things, and do count them but dung or doo-doo, that I may win Christ. Right? Look, look, and be found in him. So if you find me, I'm in Christ. Right? What's the song? If you're looking for me, I'm under the blood, right? <laughs> right? So he says, I'm found in him, not found in self, not found in rep, rep, not found in my intellect, not found in my degrees. I'm found in Christ. Right? It says, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which, which is of God of faith. It says, look, look, that I may know him. That word no means to be intimate with. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection, uh-oh, and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death, right? If be conformable unto his death, when you, if, if somebody die right now, do you know they're no longer bound by sin? Because there's no body for the sin to use. Do you know when you die in Christ, you're no longer bound by sin? The only way sin has uh, any, any uh, weight, fuel, or access is through self. So every time you feed the flesh, look for sin. sin look for sin, just showing, pulling on you. Hey, hey, I smell something. I smell self. I smell access. <laughs> I got access. Right? <laughs> There's an old movie, Short Circuit. He's like, input, input, <laughs> access, <laughs> right? So it says, if by any means I may obtain unto the resurrection of the dead, all right? So, 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 Gerard, when I, when I lose all these things, my confidence is God's going to resurrect me from there. But, but sometimes when I'm, when I'm getting rid of them, I think I'm going to lose what I need. You know, I'm saying to myself, that's too much. Well, suppose this opportunity really blow up. You know, but suppose, you know, I lose out. You know, like, you know, like, you know, like people, you know, don't run back to high school for appreciation. They run back to high school to get the rap that they had in high school. Like, you're 40 years old. And you can't even play no more. Stop. All right, so not as though I have already attained, either were already perfect or erudite, as we talked about earlier, but I follow after the if that I may apprehend for that which also I am apprehended of Christ. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended already arrived, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, positive and negative, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. When God has our hearts calibrated towards his prize, we're ready for resurrection from behind the scenes. But when, we, we, when everything in our heart is just waiting to buy time to do what we want to do, you ever been in a relationship or seen a relationship where a person, don't get all nervous, because if you're hearing from God, this won't happen to you. But the person presents their best self until commitment happens. Like you, you ever you know, been around people or been a person once you got married, you're like, who this? You know what I'm saying? You're like, this wasn't a person. Who are you and where'd you come from? Right? So we call that what? Bait and switch. Right? 
That's what we call it, right? Bait and switch, right? Speaking as one with authority, like you had that experience sometime in your life, brother. <laughs> it's like, amen, amen, that's right, that's right, preach. So you can't do that with God. See, so when you're in this process of behind the scenes, God is, is evaluating your heart to see are you genuinely ready to be resurrected to fulfill his purpose? Or you've just fronted until he promotes you and then you're just going to go back into the default of what you was doing before. God's not mocked. That may work with people, but that don't work with God. Man looks on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart. And so when you see a delay... Do you walk up to God? This is a message coming up um, on embracing reality, but creating a, me a clean heart, renew a right spirit in me. Do, do we live like that? Search me. We was talking about that uh, on at Bible study. Uh, it's coming up in a couple of weeks, but do, do, do we say search me or do we go, I don't understand why God hasn't showed up, resurrected me. I'm ready. That's why God hasn't showed up and resurrected me. That little funky attitude right there. That thought process of your own approving yourself. You know, uh, Proverbs 18 says uh, a person uh, discovers himself like he likes hearing himself talk. You know, so, so they're not trying to, d- to discover God's wisdom. They're trying to discover their own thoughts. <laughs> approving themselves. But the Bible says, let another man praise thee, not with thine own mouth, not with thine own lips. Proverbs 27 too. So you're proving yourself that that would be pride, right? Right? So are you ready because you think you're ready or God says you're ready? All right, so did y'all answer that? Which one is it? See, 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 that, listen, that, stop, let's stop right there. It was Pastor Mel did that at the Bible study. She, no, it was a Bible school yesterday. She was like, it's quiet. I, when, when, you, when I make statements like that, by the Holy Spirit, you're supposed to feel it. Let's, 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 let's realize the reality of what church is supposed to be. You're supposed to be convicted. News flat. When you run from church, when it was like three weeks in a row of conviction, do you know that was three weeks in a row to assist you in change? But you know, for some people, I, oh, okay. All right. One week's enough. Two weeks? Three weeks? You think everybody's experiencing the same thing you're experiencing. No, they're not. Everybody's not in the same denial you were in. So that's why it doesn't hit them. You could have had one moment of conviction and changed. And you would come back next week excited. You know how when, you, when you're doing wrong and you just feel like, you know, you're in the back of the room and you're like, oh, nobody know, right? But you know when you start to get yourself together, you move close to the front and you're excited about everything. You know, how you, you, you know that experience, right, Tony? Right? And you be like, let's say, amen. That's right. You know, like, you know, you know, you know, time, time you got that head, right? You be like, yeah, yeah. But you, but you remember, like, when you wasn't doing right, not, not, you, you wasn't trying to trip, but you remember when you wasn't doing right, and you're like, amen. Hallelujah. Could we keep moving? Got the point, Pastor. Got the point. I'm not, the pastor's not just talking to you. 
you got it. The other people got to get it. But you're like, I don't care about them. That was enough. Move on. Let's talk about something else. Prosperity, anything. Just to stop talking about that. No, you want it talked about until you change. Do you understand that? You want it until you change. Like you want me constantly getting on you by not using two hands and keeping that elbow in, holding the elbow, reaching the neck. You want me to do that until it's a habit. Even though it's like, really? We're doing this again now. The game is going on, Pastor. Leave me alone. No, I'm not leaving you alone. I'm not leaving you alone until it's a habit. And trust me, you're going to love it. You'll be talking about it. I remember, man, my pastor, he just get on my nerves. But thank God, because I'm out here crossing y'all over. What? 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 <laughs> I used to see Yaz at the game. So she came, she came down, she sat down. I said, so Yaz, two hands, grab the ball, please. Right? You're new to the game. Man, that girl... She already got the passion. Start grabbing rebounds. You know, throw the ball. I was like, yeah, now we talking. You know, it was there the whole time. You understand what I'm saying? It's all about God. God, listen. So I'm going to use you for this one, okay? Because you, you, you stopped doing it. So, so I'm going to use you. So when the ball used to come, the ball is coming. The basketball is about possessions, right? So, and, and, and it's, it's to your advantage if you change possessions. If they have the ball, they have an opportunity to score, to win, right? You want to take the ball. You want them to throw away the ball. You want them to miss the shot so you can get the ball, right? You want the possession. The person that gets the possession has an advantage. Even if you're winning, you get the possession and time runs out. You win the game. Because you're the last person with what? The possession. So the other team shoots, they miss. That's what you want. They missed an opportunity. See, I think I'm talking about basketball. Stay with me. Right? So the ball comes off towards your ass. So that means he has an opportunity to do what? Possess it. So what Yaz was doing was slapping it away. She was just like, like, like volleyball. She was pat, she pat, pat. What? I touched the ball. No, it's not about touching the ball. It's possessing the ball. So, so when she came to the sidelines, I didn't trip. I don't trip with Yaz, do I? I don't trip. Yaz, this is what we want to do. I ain't even say, what are you doing out there slapping the ball away? I ain't even say that, because that's obvious. Yeah, two hands, grab the ball. That's all. I didn't even tell her the rest of the stuff I really want her to do, because I didn't care about that. Let's get the possession. Every time she got a possession, she gave the ball to someone, and they had an opportunity to score. You think I'm talking about her? Because some of us, God is sending stuff to, we slapping it away? Like it's tennis or something. Handball. What are we doing? It's not. The goal is to possess it. Do you understand that? Children Israel was in the wilderness. 
humble him to prove you so you know what's in your heart. So now you can go and possess the land. That was the goal. Then they go in the land, and some of them did what we do. Like Lad Yass was doing one game. She was frustrated because she couldn't possess the ball. But the whole time the ball was coming to her, right? You ain't doing it no more, right? I just, but I want, I, this is good for the future because you're going to be trying, every time you see the ball, you're going to want to possess it. That's the goal, right? So, but the Lord is using her prophetically to show us we're not possessing things. Like, they went in the, the, the wilderness. They, they get out, they get into the promised land, and one of the tribes like, they walk around like this. Everybody can get in their land. Like y'all, some of y'all doing. So, so, so Josh, Josh was like, what's going on? Well, use your words. Well, well, they got land. He was like, man, you got to go get your land. But, but, but there's people over there. God told you it's your land. There's other people trying to get rebounds. It's your ball. And I don't care if nobody's getting rebounds. It's your ball. See ball, get ball. I don't care who there. Do whatever it takes to get that ball. That's your job right now. I see ball, I possess ball. You shouldn't have been in my way. <laughs> no, I'm for real. You think I'm playing? I'm not playing. I'm not playing, y'all. Y'all stop talking to y'all. See, I'm talking to y'all. You see it, possess it. Do what it takes to possess it. Get all the, the, the funk out the way. Get all the, it happened to me before. Uh, it happened in the other relationship. So what? Possess this one. He said that a preach right there. I didn't say it. He said it. Isaac right there, so just in case you guys have a problem with it. It's Isaac Darnell. You want me to his address? It's yeah, it's recorded. I didn't say it. So you understand what I'm saying? You, 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 you got to faith forward. Right? She's a forward in, in a position. She's not a backward. There is no such position as a backward. There's only a forward. And one of the jobs of the forward is to rebound. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on now. Yeah, come on. It's the rebound. Right? And take possession. Did you... you yeah. Do you feel me? Yes. Do you? Yes. All right, so, so I'll give you just, just to take a couple minutes to give you this, okay? All right, so, so this behind the scenes, remember we said it's not a you select to be behind the scenes to hide. It's a strategic position by God. Remember when he put Moses in the cleft of the rock? So, so his glory could pass by because he wasn't ready to handle all of it yet. He's putting us in a cleft of a rock because we ain't ready to handle all of it yet. It'll crush us. What we're waiting for, it'll crush us. So, so what he does, he's put us in a cleft of the rock so we can be prepared to handle some things, right? So he's, he's, he's basically putting us in a refuge. You know, that's a, that's a, you look at our guidelines for the church, 
uh, God's design heirs as a refuge. When you start a church, Pioneer Plant Church with two people with $1,625, what they teach you is don't go after people that's been to church before. Only go after people that's never been to church. You know why? They ain't got no history. So it's almost go after a relationship of somebody that's never been in a relationship ever. Because then they ain't going to be looking at you through the lenses of no other situations. They can only see you because they've had no other experience. But God said, no, I want you to go and be there for all of my people. Because some people need to heal. And you're going to have to be patient just like you was as you and your wife grew, you have to be patient as people grow. So heirs is a refuge, right? And anybody's been around here a long time, we have shown some patience, correct? Amen. I was just going to say, he was going to say amen because then I was going to call you out. So come on up here and tell us how we've not been patient. Come on, tell us. <laughs> I'll just play with y'all, right? So Isaiah 57, 13 says this. You can write down the scripture. It says, but he who takes refuge in me shall possess the land and shall inherit my holy mountain. So, so, so if I want to possess the land and, and inherit, take the mountain, not just look at it and be intimidated, I got to find refuge in God, in his tabernacle. Now, now the Bible says something. Um, It says, those that, it says, watch them that are rich in this world. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not talking about true riches mm-hmm. in God. It's just talking about those that are just trying to gain worldly gain. Mm-hmm. It says, because they gain all this stuff and it pierces themselves through with many sorrows. Mm-hmm. And so, so we talked about this before. Sometimes people live and they tolerate sorrows because people tell them, hey, this is how it goes. Like, you ever been in a relationship and you tolerate, like, well, people argue. I remember somebody told me that. I'm not in a relationship with that person. And if you're watching this, don't take it personal, but I was like, well, people argue. I said, I ain't people. I'm not going to live to argue. I'm not saying we haven't grown through things, but the goal was to always to be in harmony. Not, hey, we ain't never been in a house talking about, hey, people argue. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, no, I'm not going to be my best friend. And we just like, you go over there, I'll stay over here. I'll let you know when we want to make it look like we have a good relationship we, when we're on display. After that, we private, just stay over there. No, 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 no. Public, private, we getting victories all the way around, right? And so, so, so this is pierced themselves through with many sorrows. When we jump from behind the scenes, we're setting ourselves up to deal with sorrows because we resurrected ourselves. So we're responsible to ward off all attack. When we're in God's refuge, whatever comes at us, he's responsible for. So you decide to take a peek outside, walk outside, run outside, get outside. Don't complain because God is not responsible out there and stop blaming him. He didn't tell you to leave from his protection. He didn't tell you, he didn't tell you to get out of the oven. You ain't ready yet. Take that cake out of the oven too soon, it's gonna fall. Right? Does that make sense? All right, so he, uh, Habakkuk 2, and I think we're gonna try to, we'll go, we'll, yeah, we'll, this is our last, it's not our last section, but this is our last section today, okay? 
We'll hit this again next week. So Habakkuk 2. All right, so just for the sake of time, Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3, you, you could uh, write it down just so you have it, right? It says, write the vision and make it plain, right? Clear that they can run with it, they readeth it, mm-hmm. right? It says, though it tarry, wait for it. At the end, it shall speak or express itself, right? It says, though it tarry, though it seems like it's taking so while. This is mentioned tarry twice. Seems like it's taking a while. It says, wait, be patient, wait for it. It shall speak, right? It shall speak. It shall manifest, express what God said it was going to do. But it looks like it's going to take a while. You're going to be behind the scenes for a while. The vision is what keeps you motivated behind the scenes because behind, when, I, when, when I'm behind the scenes, right, there's things that I can't see naturally. But if I'm looking at the vision, the vision is showing me stuff that I can't see behind the scenes as if I can see it. Scripture says don't look on the things that you see for they're temporal. Look on the things that you can't see for they're eternal, mm-hmm. Right? And so, even though it's taken a while for me to actually experience and be inside and bathe in what the vision is, oh, it's going to come to pass. As long as I embrace all the preparation behind the scenes. And similar to putting something in a microwave that takes a minute and you keep taking it out every 10 seconds, that popcorn ain't going to pop. It has to sustain itself behind that door for the whole minute, if it's a minute. And you just can't keep taking it in and out. You can't, you can't try to boil an egg, 10 seconds, turn the fire off. Put it back in, turn it on. 10 seconds, turn it off. No, it has to sustain the heat, right? And that's what it is. So, so sometimes we're creating delays. Put the, micro, put the popcorn in the microwave. I don't know, what does it say, three minutes? I don't know. I don't use microwaves. Oh, so let's say three minutes. Keep taking it out. Take it out every 20 seconds, right? So your show's coming on in three minutes. You keep taking it out, popcorn didn't pop. So now you're either going to not have popcorn or you're going to try it again. If you keep taking it out in and out, you never get popcorn. And you've expanded the time that it takes for the popcorn to pop. If you keep it sustained in that heat, you're only dealing with a three-minute deal. I'm not talking about popcorn. I'm talking about purpose. If you, if you stay in that sustained heat behind the scenes, embracing all, do you understand? You blink your eye be out of it. Pastor Mel said something this morning when she was teaching the discipleship class. She says the Lord's been getting on her, you know, to, to get, get back with that piano. She says, so she says she's had access to a piano and to play for 10 years. She says she took 15 minutes for 10 straight years. She would be playing, not just singing. She would be playing. And when she said it, I thought about all the things that we would have done consistently. What would we be doing now? You see what I'm saying? Sustained. But we jumping around. Boom. First sign of uncomfortable. First opportunity. You know, first sign of pressure. First bribe. We just jump. <laughs> Like we all over the place. Sustain. Finish. Right? So, Ibsen asked me a question. 
a while ago. Um, and the question was, am I still growing? First thing came out of my mouth was, yes. You haven't arrived yet. He asked the question that we're all asking. Am I still in process? Am I still in preparation? Yes. You're not in purpose yet. So embrace the preparation along the way. We're sitting around waiting for something when we could be doing something. We could be invested in serving, but we're sitting around waiting to do something, wasting time. I was in corrections. I told the story before, but I used to do a normative culture, positive peer culture groups. So rap sessions, or I'm sorry, that's old. Uh, open discussions. So I said rap sessions. Y'all was rapping? No. It was, it was open discussion. And so one morning, I would open up. We call it morning focus. We open up, and oh, what did you guys learn? So I had a player that was playing for my team, about six to eight, but even the little guys were blocking shots. And so I said, listen, we're going to change this up. I said, because this is embarrassing. I said, so what you going to do in your cell, I'll give you a regimen of, of calf raises, sit-ups, and push-ups. And then this is what I told him. I said, I said, your legs is what push you up. Your abs hold you up. That's your hang time. Your upper body pulls you up. If you get them all working together, you're going to get up off that ground and stop getting your shots blocked. But I said, but none of that's important if you don't put God first. So you're going to read this. I gave him a regiment to read every day. Comes the morning focus. He says, uh, I said, what are you guys learning? He says, well, Mr. Bradley, I learned don't watch time. Let time watch you. I said, well, break it down. He says, well, what I realize is ever since I've been locked up, I look at the clock all the time. When am I going to get out of here? He says, it seems like the hand was never moving. He said, you gave me this regiment. I look up and time is going by. So I realized, don't watch time. Let time watch me. That's what God is saying to us today. You're, you're, you're waiting, looking for something when you should be involved in serving the kingdom. Because the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things will be added. You create a magnet to attract the things. So don't chase the things, chase the king. Right? All things will be added. Be faithful in another man's, God will give you your own. Look not every man on his own things, on the things of others. Esteem others better than yourself. The scriptures goes on and on and on and on. We already talked about last week, apple trees don't eat their own apples. Which you produce is for somebody else anyway. You eating your own fruit. I ain't never seen an apple grow from eating apples. Apple tree grow from eating apples. Never ever. It's not the nourishment that sustains a tree. That's what we're doing. When we're in lust, we eat our own fruit. When it's supposed to be for somebody else to partake of. All right, something to think about. Stand on your feet. Look, you see how I got quiet? That means service over.